Hello and how's it going? This is Unanimous Indecision. I'm Joshua Troop, and it is the best day of the week, sort of, still, kind of. Um, I don't know what day it is anymore, but we are talking the bad batch. I'm still wearing the same clothes, although I am realizing in the order I post this in, this will technically be the second of the three episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, bad batch episode 11 today. Uh, which will be a fun discussion. And I'm joined by Ian Rismondo, who I'm forcing to stay awake. And hopefully, uh, I don't imagine this episode will be too long anyways. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm joined by Ian Rismondo. But if this is your first time listening to us, I just want to remind you, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are sold for free. Also, you can join us live on twitch.tv slash indecision, where you can join the chat and share your thoughts and theories about where this show is going or any other show or movie you want to talk about. Um, although it's a little easier if we've seen it. Uh, and uh, But yeah, let's jump into The Bad Batch. Um, episode 11. I really liked this episode because it gave us something I wasn't expecting. Uh, the Bad Batch being secondary characters. Not even. Uh, they like for five minutes max, four minutes. I mean, the whole episode's 20 minutes, so I there doubt it was that long. It was, it was probably like three. Um, yeah. And I thought it was great. I, I honestly, until they shut up, I was like, are we going to get an entire episode without them? This is fantastic. <laughs> and it's not necessarily because I don't like them, but I, I think it's a brilliant idea because it's something that no one's expecting. This show that is about like this group of individuals, we're now getting to see um how the the new empire is is really i mean we kind of got to see like last episode as well uh but how this new empire is really affecting its citizens um and now we see the bad batch just going on one of their missions like this is just another mission that they've done however many times but we see that like it has repercussions right um so i i really like that yeah they're only seeing half the story sometimes uh, yeah, I had a lot of thoughts about this. Um, I should also caveat, which I always forget to do until the, about the three minute marker that we spoil things here. It's kind of conversation you have around your water cooler at work or your lunch table at school. I've said this three times today, so I figured I already said it in this episode, but, uh, <laughs> uh, cause yet again, going on vacation in case, uh, you didn't catch those other episodes where I said that I was going on vacation. I'm, I'm still going on vacation, still planning on it in a few hours. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I really liked the episode um, kind of independent of the, the bad batch not being in it. I just felt like the, the arc of honestly, I was expecting the bad batch to show up like halfway through the episode minimum. Um, and I was just waiting for it to happen. Uh, and then it never really did until we had those two or three minutes. And I was like, oh, that was it. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I really like this episode. It's kind of a continuation of the Ryloth arcs we saw in Clone Wars. It's kind of a prequel arc to uh, Rebels in a lot of ways. Um, I think Rebels Season 2 really delves into what's happened to Ryloth. Um and so like i really appreciate this episode because i think ryloth is one of the coolest planets uh they've got going on in star wars um as far as its people um with the syndulla family and then orn frita um who's everybody's favorite senator to hate um 
And he, th- this is really like the first time I think that Ornfrey Todd does something that's like explicitly evil. Like, I feel like a lot of the stuff he's doing throughout Clone Wars and throughout the prequel it's movies, very, like, political and, it's and political and or it's naive or like it's, it's a lot of those things. Whereas this like was just like actively evil of him to do. Um trying maybe to kill some of his own citizens maybe thinking that um, the empire would back him as long as he agrees with with what oh 100 100 he's a political idealist so <laughs> um but but yeah and it was really cool to get some of that the, those star wars politics some of that stuff that i love in in star wars uh, that those are those are the debates that should be having about what is true freedom and and i think this episode they to me this episode like really captures what star wars is is that like it it, it can ask the question sure it's a fun world it's a fun universe there's a lot going on but it can ask these hard-hitting questions of like, like should you kill the child should you kill the child <laughs> um chamsundula Here's Champsandula. The first time we meet Champsandula, he's one of the most radicalized freedom fighters. Like he's just totally like we got to kill as many people as we can. We got like we are going to win and we'll do anything to win. And that's the Champsandula we get introduced to. And then he has these wonderful arcs with uh Mace Windu, I think. Um I think there's another one. There's definitely another Jedi who dies, but um, oh, it's oh, it's oh, I lost it. No, um, I feel like it rhymes with Kiati Bundy's name, but um, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's just like the Ryloth arc in in the Clone Wars was, I think, done so well, and it developed this Cham character as this like true leader of Ryloth, but also he he was the leader of this war torn Ryloth, the this this Ryloth that that was being conquered, it was defeated, and he was trying to rise from the ashes. And here you see a Ryloth that sure maybe it has ro- risen from the ashes. But now they're willingly giving up their own defenses, um, their own weapons, to so that the Empire can protect them. The glorious Empire will... Why do you need guns when the Empire is providing hired guns? Right. And, um, and his it, wife has it right. That, like, there's something up with, with in a, what, uh, Glee as well. Yeah. Um, and and we we know that they're correct that the empire is up to something, uh, considering we know like how the rest of the Star Wars movies play out. Um, but it is interesting to see them putting stuff together, like his wife seeing seeing like, hey, there's gun turrets outside this money. <laughs> right. There's, there's an issue here. Um, and it's interesting to see. I think Admiral Rampart is doing first off interesting to see him back glad he's back so Mm -hmm. you've said this before like if we don't see him again it makes no sense for him to be here um i think he's doing a great job as like a politician in furthering the empire well he's not a politician i think he's doing a good job as a politician for sure he's Uh, 
he is an admiral, meaning he doesn't need yeah. to have good speaking skills. He needs to have good war leading skills. Right. However, he has good speaking skills. So yeah. I'm saying his politicking is very good. For sure. Um, because he he's able to to like word his way around points in maneuver. Which I think a lot of the Star Wars uh, military leader, the, the sorry, Star Wars, the Empire's military leadership. There, there's a lot of that. I feel like. They all took um, public speaking, and that was like their favorite class. <laughs> right, and those are the ones that became the admirals. Because if public speaking is your favorite class in college, you are a psychopath. <laughs> Thanks. Um, just because you had one good moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, he he definitely does a lot here. And like the way he's navigating the whole situation is it's almost like it'll kind of resolve itself, but we'll just help it along. <laughs> um, it's like he's not directly placing pieces where they need to be. He's mm -hmm. like shifting them, like just barely. Yeah. Like, All right. If you walk this, if you like, he's not moving the pieces on a chessboard. He's suggesting that they go to the, this place and then right. it just ends up how he wants it to. You just need to manipulate the perception of what the pieces are already doing. Make them think that they want to do that on their own. Yeah. Um, and it turns out you're going to get sniped in the head. <laughs> yeah, and, and Crosshair gets a lot of screen time, I guess, in this episode. Uh, also, he, he looks kind of okay other than a scar on his where so, uh, his inhibitor chip should be. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I, I like him be, I like Crosshair being in this because it seems like he and the Bad Batch are not tangential, maybe tangential, I don't know. They're, they're very close to coming into contact with each other. Right, right, right. I don't know. It, it just seems like it's almost <laughs> like a back and forth. There's this one movie I watched in one of my Spanish classes in high school and it was like, it was about this family who came across the border or something. And, and there was this one moment where the son and the mom like walk past each other, but it, there's like um, a bench billboard like in between them. And so they walk right past each other. Don't see each other. In a much, <laughs> like, more, in a much more morbid uh, example, I think of that. Um, do you know the like America's first serial killer, H.H. H. Holmes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like uh, this is gonna be real dark for a second, but he he like kidnapped three children, okay, and like kept moving them around the country, like saying, "Hey, we're gonna go whatever, blah blah." Mm -hmm. And the the family knew they were missing, and he was like, "I will help you find them." Oh, jeez! So, so he paid for the family to travel across America, and they were always within like a mile of each other at all times. Wild, like, crisscrossing them. What a psychopath! Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. Uh, horrible individual, but. I, that's another example of just like I don't right, know, right. just back and forth close, so close but uh yeah no this episode was great um i did like the the little back and forth between omega and um Hera. uh just get their different takes on flying like uh omega gets to teach her about what it's like to be actually like on a spaceship and be able to mm -hmm. fly and that experience and Hera's like no it's it's more how you feel there's right. this difference in i guess how they're taught yeah, it's nature versus nurture kind of thing. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that interaction. Uh, I don't even think... I don't think Wrecker said a single line this episode. He, he placed down... I don't the, think Echo did either. He didn't. 
and tech only had the one line of like responding to the it's what you feel and he's like what feeling <laughs> uh yeah so only and even hunter didn't really talk that much i mean one of the times he just nods and like <laughs> was it echo or tech that said um with this guy like this uh oh right this amount that, of weapons like you need to be careful you need to know what you're doing that might have been echo but yeah, not a lot from, from the Bad Batch in this. So. Yeah, just in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it really delved into those details. That were some of my cl- favorite Clone Wars episodes, which is like what the war is actually doing and so what the peace is actually doing in, in this case. That that like Chan, Cham now has a desire for his believing that they've defeated their enemy, the Separatists, that they... You, you have to decide whether your desire for peace is putting yourself at too much risk. Are you trying to manifest peace when there is none? Right. And, and in a lot of ways, it kind of feels that way with the, the empire, how you, you don't have, uh, you're not allowed to have to defend yourselves and, um, and you got to obey by the empire's rules. And right. the one with the bigger stick makes the rules. And right now the empire is waving around a bunch of clone sticks. <laughs> yeah that was one thing that i thought was like kind of funny um and it's been going on a li- for a few episodes but i feel like it on one hand hit really hard in this episode but then someone made a comment i think it was cham made a comment and it was like okay well that kind of softened it a little bit how he was like we fought alongside the clones but it's like throughout the entire episode they're talking about the imperials clones and the empire's clones will protect us and all these things and i was like well it hasn't been that long like the republic's clones like um i did get interesting like it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning how like (laughs) it's interesting how easily people treat the empire and the republic as two different entities right and most actually it, it is weird considering any organization would like wait to see the fallout rather than like half a year of yeah they of did a rebranding and they're good to go right um you would know more about this than i would but it seemed to me like hauser was very hesitant to uh go against uh, uh chan and like his family like hauser uh, Hazard, the, the clone, the, the only one. Oh, right, 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 right. That was the clone. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was I, the commander. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he seemed very reluctant to, like, go at. He was very reluctant to go after Hera. He was very reluctant to start shooting at um, Chan and the others. Cham, I think. Uh, is it Cham or Chan? It, it's with an M. Okay, Cham. He was very reluctant yeah. to, start, to sh- start shooting at Cham. And it seems like. I don't know. I was honestly kind of expecting a scene where like he would be like like hitting his head or something and like shaking it or something just to see that like, his, his inhibitor chip wasn't functioning properly because it seemed very much like he was at odds his orders were at odds with his like respecter yeah so there there's a there's a couple comments i have to say about that i guess and they're not all on the same side even um okay. it's just like kind of what a stream of consciousness about the situation all right it's that like now I don't remember Hauser being the actual clone commander from the Ryloth episodes. Um, I don't really remember that, but assuming that he was, or that there were other battles later on Ryloth, that that him him and Cham have a history. They they fought the Separatists together. Okay. 
um that that's kind of the vibe i got in that yeah, he that he helped cham bring peace to ryloth um yeah whatever and then which i don't think it could have been that long because i'm pretty sure the old clone commander died but <laughs> but Maybe there were a lot of battles in six months um but it i could be wrong you, it ages you. uh i mean it was three years but I don't know. Right, that, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know how early in the war that was, but um, but uh, so like, yeah, you definitely got that that like shared. They fought next to each other, and that that in itself brings a sense of camaraderie. And then you have to think that like, really, the only like executive order we see directly given out is Order sixty six, which has nothing to do with normal people. It specifically only has to do with the Jedi, okay. Okay. Um, and, and so like then it then it becomes a question of like, okay, well, so they are built in almost even a little bit independent of the inhibitor chip to some extent. They're built in to just be a little bit more docile than Django Fett kind of thing, right? Like okay. that's that's the thing we're told in Attack of the Clones. But it does seem like they're not so much, especially like there. It seemed like there was a definite personality change between uh, Republic clones and Imperial clones in like episode one. Right, and so I think that all goes back to the idea so that shift. I think soldiers ultimately do just follow orders, regardless, for the most part. For the most part, uh, I was and. And so Hauser maybe being more of an exception um, to to the, uh, the standard off the shelf clone, um, and, and maybe he is one of the older clones. I mean, he's a clone commander, so maybe he's been around a while. Maybe he's one of the older generations. Maybe not first, but in like the second wave or something. Um, and, and so, so maybe he does have some of those things. And I don't necessarily think it's a direct violation of the inhibitor chip because like, I think, I don't think the inhibitor chip necessarily stops you from thinking things, but I think it does stop you from acting things, <laughs> um, from, from doing actions. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he was definitely a little bit more hesitant than you would have expected. Makes clones care less about previous relationships. And not necessarily romantic, but I just mean like any relationship with anyone they served alongside of or anyone they had respect for. See, but I don't think it is that. I think they still have the those friendships as long as the friendships don't violate the orders. Maybe. Like, and, and that's the thing is that like up until this point, up until like uh, halfway through the episode, th there are no orders against Cham Syndulla. Right, he is an ally to the Empire, right. and so like him, him wanting to protect his friend, who's an ally of the Empire, or at least seen as one. Uh, yeah, he's going to defend him, and then, but but then when he gets orders to maybe do do things otherwise, and then he hesitates. Yeah, is he breaking his inhibitor chip, or is he just trying to fight back? I mean, I mean, Rex was fighting back before he got it removed. He, he wasn't successfully fighting back, but he was fighting back. He was like having a seizure or whatever. Um, and even Jesse at one point uh, when it's like, 
we're talking like minutes later after order 66 is given. So he's, he's full in. I mean, Rex is even almost able to talk him down, right? That, that pre-established relationship still there. And Rex is like, Hey man, we fought together. You, you and me, Jesse, it was you and me against the world and we had it. And Jesse lowers his weapons for a moment. And so he was getting convinced because that, that pre-established relationships there, but then he goes, but it is in contradiction to orders and orders rule all. So guns back up. Um, and, and so I, I think, it, I think it goes with that, that it's just like, ultimately that like the soldiers will follow orders, but, um, but you know, they still have those thoughts, I guess. I mean, with the Jedi, it's a little weirder. Cause like, I guess it would be interesting to talk to a clone commander, like, I, I don't know a good example of one, but because um, like Gregor and Wolf weren't even there when Plo Koon got shut down. Um, but uh, but like a clone commander that like killed their Jedi and then to talk to them like two years later, like that would be like an interesting thing. But I don't know if there actually are any examples of that. Star Wars. Yet. Biomes. Star Wars biomes can be everything. It can be all encompassing of it. Okay. I don't think you know what biomes are. <laughs> I do. I just haven't watched the show, and I've just been told it's like, hey, you want to learn about Star Wars World? No, it's not learning at all, man. No, it's, it's just, it's, it's literally, just like, it's literally it's just, just music, Mandos. John Williams music, and random panning through planets that like is kind of during. That is like much less interesting than what I thought it was. Like it like pans over Hoth. Yeah. Sort of at the beginning of I don't care anymore. The Imperial invasion of Hoth, but also not really paying attention to that. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Nope, don't care anymore. I wish it would have spent longer on each planet, but nope. yeah, I don't it was like a little Tauntaun crying out. I'm done. This no more. It's so wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> Man. That would be cool, though. A planet Earth of Star Wars planets. That would that's be cool. Kind of, that's kind of what I, was, what I was expecting it to be. That would actually be awesome. And it like goes through all the animals and like the wildlife. Yeah. Just as like something like while they're not making movies or TV shows. Be, like, have right. A, have a group working on that. That'd be cool. That'd be um, awesome, actually. Disney, get on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we just pitched <laughs> a very watchable show. <laughs> What's funny is I thought that's what Biomes was. Right. No, it's not. Um, it's very simple. It's much easier to put together than that. It's also not very long. Uh, I think it's just like one thing for like 20 minutes or something. You know, you know what I'm kind of upset about? But it's like we're going to see Sid again next episode. 100%. I was surprised they were still working for Sid now, but I do think they made a comment last episode now that I remember. This episode, yeah. Um. Oh, so so that brings up a good point, though. It makes me think that Sid, the, the way they met Sid, is trusted ally of the Jedi, right? That was their one line. And then you get to meet Sid, and Sid's kind of a colorful character. But um, I kind of feel like, and I don't know how I feel about it because it feels like it's less conscious of a choice in a lot of ways. Uh, but I guess they will eventually make the conscious decision. Mm -hmm. But 
they're ultimately like they're they're part of the rebellion without being part of the rebellion. Like they are fighting alongside Rex. It's just they're doing the they're they're the odd job secondary characters that the primary characters call up. Right. That they're like, hey, we need like some muscle, and then the bad bats show up for this one mission. Um, and like for us, it's just like, oh, they're doing this weird mission. They're saving this separatist senator, but it's like, oh, but they're saving him from the empire for who? Who are they saving him for? It's all right? serving the rebellion, right? Like who who paid to to have Sing Senator Sing or King Sing? What what, what was he? I think he was a senator at least. He might have been the king. Um, Let's go with senator. But yeah, who who paid to have him saved? Right. Well, who do you think? <laughs> They're saving him from the Empire. Who was paying to get these weapons to Ryloth? Kind of people trying to rebel against the Empire. Or at least prepare for the eventuality of maybe rebelling against the Empire. Um. Which uh, I mix. I really wish, and I don't think we will. I don't think the next episode will be about Ryloth. But I really wish we would sit on Ryloth a little bit more. Because, and now, unfortunately, I mean, like they got a lot of time between like now and Rebels. I guess they got like sixteen years. But I, I really wish we could sit on Ryloth or intermittently go to Ryloth throughout those sixteen years. Because I really feel like the Sindula family arc <laughs> it is like so interesting how Cham's journey from this freedom fighter to now wanting peace so bad he's willing to overlook some of the things that the empire is doing um so much so that he's scolding his own family about it and then but then to inevitably see him flip again to be like oh i was wrong <laughs> And like, I feel like that's just a scene I really want to see. That's the movie I want. I want a movie about Ryloth, and we have Twi'lek protagonists. Is that too much to to ask for? Is that too much to have Twi'lek protagonists? It's not in the budget. Uh, (laughs) I think that it would have been. I think that Cham is a smart man. He's made it this far. I think even with his daughter being taken that as soon as it happened i was like man be smart about this like don't don't be the one to actually go yourself because then they can put you at the place they, they, right they can charge you with it but it's his family he's got to go family and i don't have a daughter so i don't know how i would react but i would sitting here watching this as it's playing it like at the moment i'm like don't do this man like let someone else go let, let your most trusted no. people go because then it it turned out to be what happened now you can't trust anyone else to go get your family and now the Ryloth people are going to pay for it for sure for sure and i like i'm excited to see that i just don't know if we'll get to right right um but maybe we will maybe maybe this is the arc maybe maybe this is when the bad batch fully help someone a a group of people resist against the empire is they just fully help the 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 ryloth twi'leks against uh the the uh the empire and like that would be cool for sure especially with characters that are so pre-established throughout the clone wars and rebels that like that that's the kind of arc you want to see that like even though these characters aren't necessarily rebels yet um or even at all like in their current form but 
like may, maybe that's what inspires them to fully coalesce the rebellion, you know, well, that they want to teach them about being rebels. I imagine that it would be Jim. Right. And so, uh, yeah, cause yeah, I just think like the whole family is just really dynamic and done really well. Um, like Dave Filoni really understands the Sindula family. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'll get to see them again. I don't know if this was just a one-off, but I mean, evidently there is a military facility there that they claimed was a refinery. And then the, there are still kind of some unresolved things on Ryloth and Admiral Rampart and Crosshair are there. So we eventually have to come back to Ryloth, I think. Maybe not, but at least for a little bit, maybe like five minutes. Come on. Ask for man. No, that would be cool. I, I think uh, we haven't yet gotten another um, uh, interaction slash fight between Crosshair and the Bad Batch, but I think these episodes where Crosshair is like within like stone throws distance of them on a cosmic level is, is kind of like the next best thing. It's not, it's not quite the same, but we know that they're just about above each other. It's coming. They've only fought each other twice, twice once really twice. though. What was when the, were, when they were escaping and then, yeah. So the very first one, when they like realized crosshair was betraying them, right. uh, <laughs> and then when but them like out. one, one real encounter yeah. of them actually starting so on opposite sides. At least, hopefully. I mean, or maybe it'll just be the last episode, like every other show that's going on right now. They haven't even introduced the big bad yet. Right. It's Darth Vader. Right. They're not getting that close at 16. I'm pretty sure. Didn't I? Isn't Matt Lantern supposed to be in the show? And I mean, I guess there's five more episodes. So Um, he also doesn't need that big of a role. He could have a similar role that he had in uh, uh, Rogue One. Like like that that would be enough enough Darth Vader. Just the first scene. I'm not even talking about the <laughs> Yeah, the most awesome Darth Vader scene ever. Yeah, that would be fine. That'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> oh spoilers, man. Come on. Um is it though? Film. I didn't even spoil it. I just said it was awesome. Nope. Spoiled it, man. It's done. Uh um, I don't know. Any other thoughts about this? Where it's leading? What's what's happening? I feel like there's got to be more Ryloth stuff, but the fact that the show's called The Bad Batch and The Bad Batch didn't have a whole lot to do in Ryloth makes me think it's not going to be more Ryloth. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I would like it to be. I would like the show to ultimately like culminate at that military facility in Ryloth. <laughs> then it feels like we teased something. <laughs> yeah, who knows, man? we got five episodes, and this is a small, um, small universe. <laughs> yeah it shrinks every day um but yeah i really feel like the bad batch are like basically fighting for the re- rebels but through sid by proxy I, I definitely agree. um and maybe don't realize it yet but um but eventually they'll be getting paid directly from mon mothma <laughs> um yep just a matter of time i think Otherwise, I don't have too many other thoughts. Uh, it's, a, it's a good episode. It's a strong episode. Um, like I said, I really liked it, considering it had not a lot to do with Bad Batch. Uh, <laughs> it was 
is a nice change of pace, and it did give us a lot of... Um, I, I do like these episodes, and I think this show has done a great thing for this, to where it has given us like these building pieces, that, like these bits of Lego that are between the, um, the prequels and the original trilogy. Like We get to see how, yeah. what's in between, how it, how it got to where we, where we know it is. Um, and these individual episodes that are kind of like showing that gradual change, I think is brilliant. Yeah, I agree with you. It's really entertaining. Um, that being said, with this show, are we now like at 50-50 good episodes, bad week episodes? But I mean, I guess 50-50 is not that bad. Uh, it's just those couple that were in a row that were. <laughs> oh. yeah. But anyways, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty good. I'm excited for where it's going still. Um this episode made me more excited. I mean, when it started on Ryloth, I was like, let's go. Um, <laughs> and then we just stayed there for the whole episode. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is like what I wanted this show to be is like what each planet is going through with the empire's rule. Like last episode and this episode, like, um, and so finally got there, took it nine episodes, but I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> it's pleased me. Um, well, if you don't have any more thoughts about this or notes or covered all the stuff thingies, okay. So, uh, to talk about, I'm going to be gone this upcoming week. I'm going to try and bother Ian to get us to do the Loki and Bad Batch episodes for next week on either July 18th or July 19th, which is Sunday or Monday um, after I get back. Um, that Wednesday, July 21st, since we already recorded Black Widow, that was technically this next week's, um, which I haven't posted anything yet, so hopefully I post them all tonight. <laughs> um, July 21st, though, that will be Space Jam 2, I believe. Um, so tune in for that. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow on all of the many platforms, Apple podcasts, Spotify, and twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision so that it can help the all powerful algorithm. Anyways, I need to go pack some clothes. Ian needs to go to sleep. So that's Ian Rosmondo. I'm Joshua Troop. This is unanimous indecision. We'll catch you next time.